I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to another Happy Pod. My name is Nathan. As always, I'm joined by Lawrence Heisey. Hello. Hello. What's the, this is a this is a, I feel like for what we're doing no today. No one cares. Oh, Lawrence, why don't you tell us what this silly little show is all about? For people that think this ongoing thing is me like is me playing up to it. I genuinely forget every time. It always catches me off guard apart from it's that my one week it didn't. Running joke. Now. I love it. It's not even a joke. It's just you being a dick. There's no wit to it whatsoever. Lawrence, no one cares about any of this. All right. What is this silly little show all about? This show Nathan uh, is where we come and we talk. It's <laughs> where we come. This is where we come. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) No, we're not playing that. This is the show where we talk about all things movies, TVs, pop culture, games, etc., etc., and you we... know there is an umbrella term for that, and you said it within that. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, but I like to specify that although we haven't done a game in about 80 episodes, we're still partial yeah. every now and then to a game. Yeah. Trouble is, it's just hard to get me and Nathan to sit down and consume 80 hours of something and line it up perfectly so it's fresh in the memory. I recently played Ghost of Tsushima. You did? Time. You did? You had a good time, yeah. Uh, yeah, we come here, we uh, we try and keep things positive when we discuss it. We we cut out that toxic stuff, that, that ongoing discourse that you so dis, distaste. Is that, can you say that like that? That you have such a distaste for? Yeah, sure. Whatever. You're horrible at that. Um, <laughs> I did my best. You didn't take over from me. <laughs> you know, I thought I'd give you a shot and clearly I learned my lesson. <laughs> <laughs> I should not give you chances. No, either, it's true. Because it, it doesn't work out. Anyway, basically, this is the show where we try to talk about all things in the realm of pop culture without the ongoing toxic discourse. We don't have a good time. No, I'm sorry. We have a, we have a great time. Oh, we have a fucking amazing time. how the time. mighty have fallen but right here. We'll shut the fuck up. <laughs> we we uh we we have a good time doing it, uh, but we don't always succeed. That's what I was trying to say. But the other way around. Look, it's ty- I'm tired. It's... <laughs> 
It's late. I'll, it's I'll no honest. later I than woke... we normally record. No, I know. It's the exact same time, but I woke up like 40 minutes ago from a little evening. Have now, you been sleeping so. since we spoke on the phone earlier? Yes, of course I have. I watched Andor, Ooh. which was great, by the way. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. And then I went to bed. Oh. So you, but have you, yeah. the, so you haven't you haven't risen refreshed. You've you've you're sluggish now. Is that what you're saying? Um, I feel like I was sluggish. But yeah, I've been awake long enough where it's like starting to wear tell, off a bit. Tell me about the late afternoon nap culture because I've whenever I've done it in the past, specifically when I was at yeah. uni, I don't do it at all anymore. Um, I just always right. no no, but I just someone's doing well for themselves. <laughs> no, no, if anything, I'm not having a restful nap, so I'm not. Uh, but I wake up from it every time, and I just felt. Like shit. Yeah, it's not great. You do. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah. you, and you choose to do that, do you? <laughs> yeah. Let me let me be clear. This isn't good for me. Oh, okay. I'm aware. This is this is not good for me. It's the depression, my guy. Oh, I Sometimes see. you just gotta have a nap. <laughs> that's, that's, Sudden, it'd be like that. Suddenly, like. joking around this subject became a minefield. Of, <laughs> now, by I, the way, on the subject, November is Men's Mental Health Awareness Month. This is serious as well. Oh God! So check in on your boys, give them a what's up, see how they're doing. Um, something we feel strongly about, I guess. <laughs> no, not me. Fuck them. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them! No, friends, it was Lauren no, said. No, no, that makes sense. That makes sense coming from you, actually. Uh, I'll have you know. No, I'll have you know. I've been really sense. proactive with my, with our with nurturing our friendship recently. I've been making. I've been putting in a conscious effort to text you back more often. I hope it shows. <laughs> only because I called you out. No, it's only because it's November, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> Come next month, I'm gonna yeah, fuck you again. Come December, it'll all be over. Um, anyway, what are we here to do today, Lawrence? Uh, I'll tell you what, we're not here to do. We're not here to do Brian and Charles because yeah, I made yeah, a, we lied to you. We did. We didn't. Or Lawrence lied to you. I, no, we didn't lie to you. But then we did change our minds the very next day because I watched a film. Uh, the film is yeah. the title. The film is Man of Steel. Um, and I, I texted Nathan. I think I voice noted you or something along the lines no, of. No, this isn't what happened. What happened? You didn't text me. You didn't voice note me. You did not say anything to me in any way. Oh, I know. You I went did. on your silly little Twitter. Yeah, account yeah, yeah. And you tweeted. Ah, oh, and keep in mind, this was approximately three or four hours <laughs> after the two of us were on the phone making fun of the movie, <laughs> as we often do. And then I'm scrolling through my silly little timeline, and who do I happen to come across but Lawrence Heisey, the famed editor himself, <laughs> tweeting off. out, uh, I, I, uh-oh, I watched Man of Steel and I loved it. It was quirky was like, as well, it was like that. What is that? This. No, no, no! You weren't like that. There was Last nothing week. on your end until we have a shared note. And now, if you have a, if you have an Apple product and you use Notes, you'll know that if you have a shared note, you'll get a little notification pop up when someone has amended it. And what Nathan had done is just filled in a blank spot and added Man of Steel. So I knew from that moment on, if Nathan is willing to put himself through Man of Steel, a movie which I know he does not enjoy at all. Nope. He's he wants to specifically go to war with me about something that I now do enjoy. <laughs> So, Spoiler alert, that hasn't changed. <laughs> oh, good. Not with a rewatch. But Nathan, before we do any of that, what we do here is we do a little question. I always start the podcast, or sometimes I get eight minutes in, and then I say to you, hello, uh, here is here is this theme song. Another happy question. 
And once that theme song has played, Nathan, what I do is I ask you a question about something we're talking about. It could be a hypothetical. It could be a would you rather. It could be a yes or a no. It could be anything with a question mark after after it. I can see you want to talk. Before you ask the question, let me ask you a question. Oh, God. Did you spend longer than 30 seconds thinking about the question this week? Um, No, but there's a reason for it before you roll your eyes. Okay. Um, it's no, it's because it's genuinely kind of like last week's. It's it's an obvious question. It's not about Man of Steel because I know we're going to get into all the details of it. Um, all right. This is something. So, like like I just said, I watched Man of Steel a long, long time ago and went, I don't like that. I don't I don't have a place for that for me. Doesn't doesn't serve me. I won't watch it again uh, until I did watch it again, <clears throat> and I changed my mind. And basically, my question to you in simple terms: Is there a piece of art you know it could be film tv a game something you've completed and formed an entire opinion on the entire body of it so i'm not you can't um you can't get like an episode in and be like i didn't like that and then at the end of the season you like it you have to have watched or played the entire thing formed a concrete opinion on it and then completely u-turned on it seen it in a completely different contextual light got you cool my answer as well um all right, uh, where do you want to go with this? Because I feel like what this well, is going to no, be... Well, no, you start us off, because you apparently love this movie. Um, <laughs> okay. And you love your god, Zack Snyder, your cult leader. Oh, yeah, actually, so please. This, is, this is where I'll go with this. I want right. to point out, so this version of Superman has appeared in, in Man of Steel, in Batman v Superman, in Justice League, and then Zack Snyder's Justice League. To my knowledge, oh, and... Have you seen? And Shazam? <laughs> no, no, he hasn't. Henry Cavill's Superman has not appeared in Shazam. Muscly guy on Warner Brothers lot was on Shazam. It wasn't played by Henry Cavill, but it was Henry Cavill's Superman. Okay, he also didn't say anything. I'm not going to count that yes. as a... As... No, it's, it's a canon. <laughs> it, it counts. Okay, <laughs> I guess that's fair. Um, and now that we've established that that, uh, that that canon... And then, of course, spoiler alert for the latest DC movie. Yes, he's in that he area. rocks up in that. Again, I think he only says like he two lines. He rocks up. Oh, <laughs> very good. I like that. Uh, that was... Uh, bad movie, probably. I haven't watched it. No, nah, good, good movie. Good movie. Had a good time. <laughs> I'm ready to be a contrarian whenever you dust off your shoes, put them on, and finally step outside your house to go and watch something in the cinema. It won't be Black Adam when you do that, will it? <laughs> Just... No, not at all. Uh, right. Uh, so, yeah. It'll to be My Policeman starring Harry Styles. I haven't heard anything about that, other than it's got a TARDIS in it. Is it? Otherwise known as what the TARDIS is based on. Oh, no, it has got... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I saw someone on TikTok being like, y'all actually have those in the UK? Oh, fuck. Like, it's not just from Doctor Who? <laughs> the uh, the Disney Plus release of Doctor Who is really going to do wonders for that fandom, isn't it? <laughs> it's yeah. not going to go well. Uh, but no, the point I'm making is, when I am referencing... Let's say in a broad sense, I address Superman in this podcast... Yes. I am specifically mentioning Superman as he is portrayed in the hit DC movie Man of Steel. We we can yeah. talk about the context surrounding the other movies, but my opinion on those firmly hasn't changed. Okay, I I, I have no plans to talk about those movies either. Okay, so. I know I did pre-warn you to say yeah, you keep it keep it lasered on Man of Steel. Um, Right, basically, I sat down to watch this. hadn't hadn't enjoyed it before. Um, have only picked it up really since. Um, maybe like a year after I first watched it and then since some clips for editing projects. Never watched it since, I, I would say, 2014 at, 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 at latest 2015 was the last time I sat down to watch this properly. Um, right. Until the other day. I sat down, watched it, 
And in my mind, I went in with the usual stuff, uh, which I even spoke about with you on the phone. You called me about a quarter of the way through watching it. And for about 20 minutes, we just ripped the piss out of the characterization of Jonathan Kent, uh, the destruction of Metropolis and all of that. Uh, and I was I was still firmly with you at this point. <laughs> but then, Nathan, but then I decided to take a, a step back and indulge me being film cunt here. <laughs> I know you're furious because Iron Man didn't show up. Nick Fury didn't come and recruit Man of Steel at the end. Um, well, that's my issue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, no, so I, I... Right, firstly, let's talk about Zack Snyder. If we go through these point by point, because I don't want to give you my broad opinion on every single topic yet. So, right, so Zack Snyder directed this. He is known um, for having a, a, a very unique visual style but a lot of people say that he prioritizes that way over character substance and et cetera, et cetera, like making exactly a... Exactly what I would say. Yeah. Well, where, where are you where are you at with how he directs this? Because can I can I tell people what you sent me yesterday? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Nathan, Nathan finished the movie, um, and I know when he specifically doesn't like something because yeah. he'll go out of his way to text me afterwards rather than just wait for the conversation we're about <laughs> to have on it. Uh, and it was a picture of the directed by credit, which obviously says Zack Snyder. Nathan crossed out Zack Snyder and, and put in, and sorry, Zack, if you're listening, an edgy cunt instead. Uh, where, where are you at with how he directs this? I, I have made it known many a time uh, on this podcast and in other places yeah. that me personally... I am not a fan of Zack Snyder's work. Yeah. I'm not. If he was a cinematographer or something, great. Great. Great stuff. I do that all day long. Yeah. His directing um and his his story, it's it's just not for me at all. Because exactly what you said. It's style over substance. And sometimes even the style isn't that great. Nothing wrong with colour, Zach. I know, <laughs> fucking hell. This movie, if you're a big fan of the colour grey, boy have I got the movie for you. I To play devil's advocate on that, the same can be said about a lot of Marvel stuff. Yes, it can. Okay. And I'll quite happily levy that criticism against a lot of Marvel stuff. <laughs> Alright, fine. Okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> I just I want to make sure that you're not coming across hypocritical. No. <laughs> yeah. No, there are a lot of Marvel movies which are grey and dull, but I don't think there are a lot of Marvel movies that are this grey and dull. I suppose this the Marvel is, movies that Marvel are grey and dull movies are don't... just a little bit, a little bit flat. But this yeah. is like stylized to be muted and bleak, and just everything is just so depressing. Yeah, which is what you want in a Superman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're you're gonna hate me by the time this is over. Um, yeah, all right. So you're not you're not a fan of his work, but in this this movie specifically, what is it about his directing style that that irks you? It's not necessarily his directing style that that irks me. I'm not a fan of it, and it doesn't help. It's just more the choices that were made. Okay. And again, sto- story should always come first. Yeah. In my opinion, um, and story massively suffers in this movie. There are some choices made which. <laughs> I I cannot fathom why this decision was made okay. and why this was approved. I I cannot fathom how you can take what 70 80 years of comic book lore 
and history mm. and just throw it all out of the window and say, no, I can do better than that, I reckon. Um, <laughs> and then just completely ignore everything about it. Right, yeah. Um, especially once you, once you have what is literally the fucking defining archetype of superhero characters as well. Yeah. This is the blueprint. This is where it all came from. Yeah. And then we're like, now nah, let's 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 just do something else because why not? Okay. Um one thing I would say to that and I it's going to be hard for me to disagree with a lot of the stuff you're saying because your criticisms with Zack Snyder I agree with. I think this I think his directing stands out in this movie way more than his others. I completely take all your points in pretty much everything else he's directed. I think the story is often sacrificed um, and weirdly sacrificed in a way that kind of seems too complex as well. It seems like there's no focus on story, but the story is the driving factor behind everything and it's too complicated. Um, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but in this, um, I think my main... I guess my main rebuttal to that whole point was... This does a good job of recontextualizing Superman in a world that is, and I really want to avoid sounding like a knob, but a world that is more kind of like one-on-one counterpart with the world that we actually live in because... The real world. Yeah, and this this gets explored in the later films, and I don't agree with how it's explored in the later films, but in this, um, and especially I can kind of make my main point with the characterization of Jonathan Kent in this and, and Jor-El to a, an extent as well, um, is that I think, yes, wild changes have been made, completely wild changes. And maybe there is part of Zack Snyder's hubris in there to be like, I can do better than that. Um, but I think more time than a lot of people will care to look for has gone into how Jonathan and Jor-El frame who Clark Kent is in this movie. I, I want to know your point. Okay. I want to know like what it was that made you go... Oh, this is genius, or whatever. There, there was, so there wasn't a moment. There wasn't like a moment where it clicked and I went, oh, fuck yeah, this is the best thing ever. And I still don't think it's the best thing ever. I just much... I like it a lot more than I did. A lot more. Um, but why? So, right, so let, let's do the Jonathan Kent thing then. Um, right. Wild changes have been made in this. Jonathan Kent, um, we even joked about the line uh, where he was like, uh, should I have let a school bus full of kids die? And he's like... Maybe, <laughs> which is, yeah. which is, in, it's a line that deserves to be made fun of. It is a line that deserves to be made fun of, and I don't think the dialogue does it favors, and especially kind of like how um, Kevin Costner plays it is very like nonchalant, which maybe wasn't yeah. the best choice. Um, Jonathan Kent should have a bit of a stronger reaction of being like, no, 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 I'm not saying kill kids. <laughs> um, all right, no, I think I think Clark Kent has always been the the sum part of his parents uh, who raised him. Right, um, yeah. Jonathan and, and Martha Kent, um, and I think in this the decision to change Jonathan Kent to a more kind of subdued, fearful man makes Clark's arc in this more interesting in a way that he isn't the paragon of good, and he has to learn to become that. Superman has always been kind of referred to as like a, a stagnant character. Like a lot of people say, it's hard to make a Superman movie because he's boring. Although I disagree with it. There's not a lot you can do unless you make him a bit more miserable and a bit more glum. Because I disagree with that massively. Go, go on. I, I don't think you need to make Superman dull or glum or in, in any way. You just you just need to find a way to depower him slightly or do something else or mm. just uh, making him be. There's a trend at the moment and. Uh, 
by at the moment, I mean over the last like three or four years. Yeah. Of the quote unquote evil Superman. Yeah. Fucking Brightburn, um uh, Invincible's dad, JK Simmons Invincible. Yeah. Um Homelander uh, Home in the boys. It's a it's a thing at the moment. I'm pretty sick of it, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um this I <laughs> you could argue that some of Zack Snyder's movies would also lean into that trend. Uh yeah, um, to a degree. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I am quite frankly sick of it. Superman is the, like I said, he's the ultimate superhero. He's the first, he's the blueprint. He's the character that has always been for, you know, he says truth, justice, and what was the American way, I think, you know, it's like equality for all or some weird shit. Yeah. Um, um, he's, he's just someone that ultimately embodies hope uh, and just doing the right thing and being kind and all that sort of stuff. That's Superman down to a T. Yeah. I don't think to make him interesting, you don't need to change that. You don't need to erase all those values and make him bad or make him evil. Sure, you can make him flawed and have le- layers and levels to him and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But you don't need to abandon those principles and then be like, oh, no, but we're going to do something I, really interesting. I don't this think is- this movie does abandon those principles, though. I think. I think I do, <laughs> no, I know, and I can I know why. Um, I and I'm, at sake of you screaming General Zod's famed line heresy at me, I think he actually finds those morals further towards the arse end of the movie, um, which I'd, I'd picture you disagreeing with. No, look, the, the point I'm making about Jonathan. Um, firstly, I think he's a healthy mix between how he was raised by Jor-El and Jonathan uh, in terms of. Um, Jonathan is a Jonathan's a reserved guy. Uh, he kind of informs informs Clark at, from a young age to hide himself away. The world isn't ready for what he can do. And you know, I guess the further movies prove him right. Um, but in this one, I think he represents to an enormous degree of mankind taking ownership of the abilities that have been brought here and funneling them through a channel of control. Every kind of every time Superman interacts with uh, just a, a, a figure of authority from Earth. It's about what he can do for them. Is he on their side? Is he, you know, going to fight for them? Is he going to fix this problem? Is he going to, um, you know, is he okay with being monitored? Is he going to come willingly when we arrest him? Blah 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 blah. And I think a lot of the movie is him. I think I think Jonathan is deliberately portrayed as shit in this, so that it can service Clark's arc of he has to unlearn. He has to like unlearn the almost I don't want to say bad behavior for lack of a better term, but like this warped view of what mankind is capable of at its best. He has to unlearn that because he's learned from the beginning of his upbringing to be fearful. You see him; he's kind of like a. Wait, 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 what do you mean? Hold on, go back. So I'm confused now. Okay, so basically, I think Jonathan deliberately raises Clark in a way that is to not suppress his power, but subconsciously claim ownership over this gift to humanity. Basically, Jonathan represents the self-serving human that wants to know what Clark will do for them rather than what Clark wants to do. And why is that good? Because it it gives Superman an arc. I think it's... it's, I get this is my point about the stagnant character thing. He... It gives Clark an opportunity... Right, firstly, it it allows the movie to frame itself in a world that is, like I said, a one-on-one counterpart with the world that we live in, which is cynical and and doubtful and miserable to a degree it's a world that wouldn't welcome an alien (laughs) like like this in especially not in a hopeful format which is how we're used to seeing superman um 
I mean, God forbid having escapism, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. But, but you have to, I think, if you agree, I, yeah, I know that. Mm. But I think trying to engage with this movie on its terms, I think I had a much easier time with it. Zach, yeah. They didn't bring in Zack Snyder to make it a big, let's all have a jolly up and a, and a sing song and a happy time. Um, and I, so I think that the movie is, is, is Clark attempting to realize and reconcile with if he follows what Jor-El says, he will only ever be seen as a symbol of a power. Jor-El literally says he'll be a god to them. Yeah. Even if they wanted to take him down, they couldn't, blah, blah, blah. Who could, who could possibly stop him? Um, and on the flip side of that coin, Jonathan makes a, basically his entire thing is hide yourself away. The world isn't ready for you to the point where he very dramatically kills himself (laughs) or opts into his own death um, because of his belief that the world isn't ready. He's those two ideas clashing. Clark is the embodiment of those two ideas not working as separate ideas. And he takes what he's learned from Jonathan and what he learns from Jor-El later on when he sees his kind of hologram dad thing. Um, and, And that gives him a compelling story where he figures out who he is in this. Um, and realizes that, you know, humanity is worth fighting for. And even if he is revered as a god or feared, it's it's on his terms. He's chosen to come out of that light of the hiding. Do you know what I mean? I do. So what you just said there, here's the part that I have an issue with it. Yeah. Okay. Where you say Clark realizes that humanity is worth fighting for. Okay. <laughs> Clark has been on Earth for 33 fucking years. Yeah. He's he's lived on Earth his entire life, apart from like 15 days at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. All right? He should already know that Earth is... He's not brand new to this planet. No. He's not here and he's like, well, what's this? What are humans? I don't know what a human is. Yeah. Why Why should I fight for you? He's, he knows. He, he has seen the worst of humanity and he's seen the best of humanity in his 33 years, okay? The best of humanity is supposed to be Pa Kent, Jonathan Kent, mm-hmm. all right? Yeah. And nothing you can say yeah. can convince me. <laughs> I know. What happens in this movie is not just the dumbest fucking thing ever, <laughs> all right? Yeah, yeah, all right. Because it's it's just fundamental. Look, okay, mm-hmm. art is let me, art is subjective, okay? Mm-hmm. There's there's no right or wrong, okay? There's, you can't... I'm I'm trying to be generous before I say this is wrong because it is wrong. But no, don't you give, like I don't I don't think but, I'm objectively right. I want to hear your opinion on it. I'm not saying you're objectively wrong. I'm saying the movie is. But, <laughs> <laughs> look, okay. Jonathan Kent is supposed to, okay, and supposed to coming from the history of like fucking Superman, supposed to die of natural causes. The point of Jonathan Kent's death is that, well, first of all, the point of Jonathan Kent is, like I said, he's supposed to be the best of humanity. Both Ma and Pa Kent are supposed to raise Clark in a way that shows him and, and teaches him those values, being kind, being helping to others, yeah, uh, doing whatever he can, and all that sort of stuff. The thing about Pa Kent is that when Superman does. You know, get into his teen years and be a little bit cocky and start to feel self-assured of himself because he is coming to grips with his powers. Yeah. Jonathan Kent has a heart attack and he dies. Yeah. And even with everything that Clark can do, there's fuck all he can do to stop that. Yeah. It's not within his power at all. He has to sit there helplessly and watch while his dad dies. Okay? Yeah. 
that that teaches him essentially to get a grip on his powers and to not worry or that's probably the wrong choice of words but just to focus on what he can and help the people how he can yeah okay yeah that that's that's basically it what what does this do <laughs> This is like if fucking Peter Parker comes home from school, <laughs> sees Uncle Ben sat on his bed with a shotgun against his head and pulls the trigger before he can do anything. It's like it's like if fucking Alfred killed Thomas and Martha Wayne yeah. so we could steal all their money and run away to the Bahamas. It's it's just it does not it does not influence the character in any way whatsoever. I think it does. Other than it's just like, oh, you should do the exact opposite of what your character is supposed to do. You you mm. should never help people. Stay away. Let me feed my own ego for two minutes yeah. and try to save this fucking dog, which I can't do because I'm old. Yeah. But fuck it. I'll, I'll save everyone. You, this six foot young, hunky man who can move very fast, even not even with super speed, just as a normal person, yeah. can move a lot faster and is a lot stronger than me, a 60-year-old man. You you stay over there. I'll go save this fucking dog. Yeah. Why? <laughs> I agree that his death sequence is, is very... Zack Snyder. It's very... It, it's... it's the most dramatic thing that it could have been at the time is what he decided to go for. Um, it's easily preventable. Yeah, it is. It's it is so easily preventable, and it's and it's and it's purposely IMAX and it's purposely a fucking tornado because why wouldn't it be? Um, yeah. I get all of that. My my point that I'm making is that I do think it serves a purpose. I think it it yeah. All right, it's not the comic accurate purpose, but. What is the point of having an adaptation if it's always a one-on-one counterpart of what we've seen and what we've had? It doesn't have to be a one-on-one counterpart, but completely throwing out the fucking principles and the values of the story altogether mm. is something entirely different. I see. I just think it serves. I I see where you're coming from, and I do get it. And I'm not. Maybe I'm more accepting of this because I'm not really a Superman fan. I, you know, I don't have history of reading his comics. I'd never watched uh, Smallville. I I just don't have nostalgia or care for Jonathan Kent and the characterization of him. Like, I'm sure I would feel differently if someone had taken Uncle Ben in a completely wild direction like this. Like <laughs> like the shotgun <laughs> to the head, as yeah. you call it. Um, I See, I just think, I think that it teaches Superman the valuable lesson of the choices... The choices put onto him and and the fears instilled into him should be kept at arm's length. And no matter what the public perception of him will be, and maybe this is completely wrong. Maybe I'm going to fucking enrage Superman fans by saying this. I think Clark learning to keep humanity somewhat at arm's length in this movie um, is interesting. I I fundamentally disagree with that. That's fair. He he is human. Uh, he, I mean, he's not. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But, <laughs> he's, but he's been raised as human for 33 years. Why should he keep humanity at arm's length? He should embrace that side of him. Uh, yeah. He, he even says in this movie, he this movie even attempts to embrace that side of him. He says at the end, I've lived in Kansas all my life. I'm about as American as you can be. Yeah. So he clearly does embrace that. Like, why should he keep humanity at, ha- at arm's length? More, no, all right, not in the sense of like he doesn't give a shit about them, but more, 
and I, again, I, I want to, I don't want to keep referencing what happens beyond this, but like, this is not today's world is not the world that Superman was written into, right? No, it's, it's very, very much, different. it's very much a, um, it's very much like a God fearing world, and I want, I, I'm completely acknowledging that for a Superman fan, you are right. Okay, but I still think this film accomplishes a cohesive narrative arc and a point. And I don't think it should be written off as like this is a I mean, fucking maybe, shit film. But do you not think the fact that it's a Superman movie <laughs> it has some kind of level? But it still, of I think responsibility. it still lands. I think it still lands the ending in the sense of like I think <laughs> wrong. No, <laughs> I just know this is only going to get worse. <laughs> I I think it lands the ending in in the sense that he does end up and and don't even starve me on the end. Right, I no stuff to say. I know. I. I think this movie does end up on a good point of, um, you know, like he he bafflingly so <laughs> he 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 joins the planet. He wants to explore, um, like he wants. Welcome to, to the planet. Yeah. Get it? No, no, because... fuck, no, fuck off. I like that. You, you fuck. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the planet, man. Who has lived here for thirty-three years? No, but it's the the planet. <laughs> Yes, he's lived here, but he's lived here in fear and in hiding. He and now he's why? Why has oh. he lived there in fear? And right, in I'm not gonna because his insane dad, <laughs> fucking <laughs> his insane conspiracy theorist dad, yeah. whispered in his ear for his entire life, telling him, "If you even fucking think about revealing yourself, <laughs> they are going to destroy you and your entire family. So, like, don't even look at a, a dying child." Just, just run the other way, you coward. That's what you should do. See, I, th- I just think he finds the healthy middle point. Jor-El encourages. There is no healthy. No, no, no. Middle I point. think, I think Jor-El, Jor-El encourages him to soar above everyone and proclaim himself as a god, and you know, you know, fucking guide them towards a better future. And I think Jonathan Kent, on the flip side of the coin, encourages him to remain almost too grounded to earth in terms of be be like us don't be who you are because mm. the world's not ready to accept who you are and i think that clark kent's arc in this as evidenced by the fact that most of the open most of the movie is his story of him growing up right there's actually like a couple of days that we get to see in terms of like the present day of what's happening in clark's life there's not a lot of plot is dedicated to that it's about him discovering who he is and i and i think this movie would have honestly been better received if batman v superman had taken it in a more optimistic direction after this i fundamentally disagree. <laughs> that's fine that's what, just, right we're, we're not right we're not going to agree on no on the handling of this what do you think of <laughs> krypton uh what like the the opening half hour krypton yeah. stuff uh, yeah. i like it i think it's it's i also like it yeah that's the only good part of the movie <laughs> That's not bad. It's half an hour. It's, it's a fair big chunk of the movie that you're a it's fan. It's about of. twenty minutes or so, uh, right. and like it's it's definitely the most entertaining part. It's vi- visually interesting. There's a lot of Zack Snyder stuff. Is yeah, uh, you get to do some very cool stuff. There's the great. Um, I, I like the fact that the Kryptonians have just completely fucked up their planet. Yeah, to and just uh, the point of no return. <laughs> they're <literally. laughs> they're a bunch of old weird science racists 
Yeah, uh, and th- and they're all just sat there like, no, it's fine. Yeah, you just don't even worry about don't. Like, you. you, don't, you no, you don't need to worry. Jor-El, this okay. is the fifth time this week you've come but in here telling us this. Ignore that fucking explosion <laughs> out of the way. It's fine. All right, just it's fine. Um, yeah, I, I like I like the uh, I like the Krypton stuff in this. I like I very much like the messaging of um, uh, of of how you know it's yes, it's a not so subtle climate change <laughs> allegory and everything like that. Um, but I quite like the fact that it's, uh, technically Jor-El and Zod should be on the same side of the coin. They should be fighting this war together against the Krypton higher-ups, um, who, unfortunately, Zod's racist. But yeah, yeah, but unfortunately Zod is just a massive racist. But Zod is a further example of Krypton's failure because he was bred to be racist. He was, he was yeah. born and raised to be, to hold Krypton, uh, Krypton, Kryptonians, is it Kryptonians? Kryptonians. It, he was he was born and raised to hold them in a higher regard. Um, yeah, which explains why he just has no time or care for <laughs> swatting humans like yeah. flies yeah. and everything like that. Um, no, I, I I think all of that stuff is good. I think it's always funny to, um, and I believe, I think I think either James or Mason have said this before. It's it is hilarious to imagine Kryptonians going about their day on this world because there's nothing going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it's not plot focused, it's not in the room. Like there's not a lamp. There's not a TV. That's true. <laughs> like, in that room, there's just like the big baby spaceship thing. Yeah. And that's it. Like if that's a nursery, no wonder every Kryptonian <laughs> is just miserable as sin and fucking hates it. Like that's funny, they all yeah. grow up miserable, sour racists because <laughs> there's nothing to fucking do. That makes sense. That makes sense. They grow up as racists, and then when they're old enough, they get put in their dick-shaped rocket and sent to their family. Only if they commit war crimes, um, <laughs> which they will. Which I'd argue, you know, if 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 you were to just take away the racism, yeah, Zod is absolutely correct. Look, here, here's what I like about this movie. Okay, <laughs> opening twenty minutes, yeah, good. Jarrell, good. Henry Cavill. Is 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 good at playing. He's good. He's a good actor. Okay, yeah. I like Henry Cavill. He's just the characterization, which isn't his fault. No, it's the right. He's very suitable like. for this iteration. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Henry Cavill, good. Michael Shannon, oh. incredible. Yeah, top tier. Really, shit. really fucking good. Yeah. Um, that's about it, though. Um, <laughs> I will find him. <laughs> Yeah. Good line, and he does, and he, he, so, he definitely does. He does, and I do. I actually do like that scene where um, it's, it's a very tense scene where the the Kryptonians uh, get to Earth, and then they have the message, and they're like, "You harbor mm. one of ours on your planet." Yeah, he looks like you, but he is not you. It's good. That's it's a good scene. And that, tense, and this is why dramatic. this is why I think. I think maybe a lot of my points can be summed up, and I don't. And I know that you. I I don't know if you'll necessarily agree with this, but I know that probably not. But it, it, I know that's that right. Before you listen to this conversation, it's fine. You can have a preference on directors. Zack Snyder is not Nathan's director preference. He doesn't make. Are you talking to me? Huh? Are you talking to me? No, no, no. The, the audience, the audience, the listeners in general. All right. You you're very very entitled to just not like a director for the work yes. that they've produced. That's fine. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they're shit at what they do. It means a lot of the time, 
<laughs> Nathan pulled a face. Uh, it just means that a lot of the time um, you don't have, you don't share the one-on-one kind of vision that they're going for. Their movies aren't for you. You know, just like not everyone likes the same flavor of cake or whatever. Um, it's those moments, those, you know, you're harboring one of ours, those moments, just top tier stuff. Incredible in terms of how it's oh, shot, it's, how it's framed. Oh, it's top tier. It's good. Right. But <laughs> I, I just, I think that there's, this is going to be a difficult one. Isn't it? Uh, I, I just think that there's, when it comes to like superhero movies, even if you don't agree with the choices in this, which you clearly don't, and I don't agree with every single one of them, don't get me wrong, there's there's a lot of passion put into making this, into making it look the way it does, flow the way it does, work on a story level the way it does. It's not like it doesn't really have like a traditional three-act structure. It's been thought about in a time-isn't-linear kind of way. Um, Chris Nolan probably helped with that. He was a, I think he was a producer or an exec producer on this. Um, so that you know it's it definitely right it, it's definitely gone to the batman begins school of how to make a movie um <laughs> but but my to its detriment i'd see i disagree so. i disagree i think seeing superman grow up on earth is a really interesting um place to put us you know seeing how yeah, the the surroundings of like how he t- he's taking in too much his senses are too heightened to comfortably live here as a child that must have put him at odds with the kids which is why I kind of disagree with your point about he's been here for 33 years and well, no, he, right, he factually has. That's, that's a fact. Yeah, he, he has. <laughs> he has, that. but it's been very difficult for him to see the humanity, for him to see the good in humanity when he spent a lot of that time. Pretty much every time you see a, a you see Clark Kent in a flashback, someone is having a fucking scrap with him or trying to push him around, trying to just treat him like a bit of shit. And a lot of the things that you see him doing is taking the high road or you know, retaliating um, to a degree, but not physically harming anyone, never punishing someone physically. And yeah. you see him saving people. You see the the, the oil thing at, at sea yeah. saves the people in that. He deliberately doesn't fucking hit any of the kids. He saves the school bus. Um, Which, uh, all of this is stuff that he should do. Yeah. I'm not disagreeing with that in any way. This is all stuff that he should do. The trouble is, you then have John Kent going... No, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Clark, get Bad. in here and have your beatings. You shouldn't. You yeah. Can't be saving children. That's that's the trouble with it. Okay. Yeah. And he has been there thirty-three years. Yeah, sure. A lot of that time he was trying to get to grips with his abilities and and figuring out who he was and that kind of stuff. But what kid isn't trying to figure out who they are? Sure, they I think they've had a different experience. No, yeah, <laughs> uh, not, they can't see through your skin. Yeah. But they still, it's all just a puberty metaphor. Like, kids all go through weird stuff that they're fucking trying to get to grips with. All of the kids are going through that at the same time, obviously. But he's not... He, it's not puberty, is it? He's, he's trying to control the atmosphere being difficult to breathe he's trying to remove a constant ringing in his ear he's trying to like it just i yeah i don't know and, and scott summers is trying to stop lasers coming out of his eyes no it's not he wears a pair of glasses and bob jobs are good and <laughs> no yeah that's a solution yeah. that comes about but at first when his powers manifest 
He's in his school and he's like, oh, I don't know what's happened to me, eh? Oops, I've destroyed half the school. <laughs> I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you on Scott Summers. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I alright. Um the point the the thing the thing I'm trying to say is it's just okay. Maybe I'm gonna better some way. Reason I like the reason I um like Superman. Yeah. Um well there's a story of Superman I really like. Superman up in the sky. It's a six-part issue. It's nothing really special. Nothing, you know, grand. It's not like Death of Superman or fucking anything like that. Yeah. It's it's just a pretty much bog-standard Superman story. Just a run-of-the-mill it, issue it, thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a girl is kidnapped from Earth, um, and Superman goes off into space, defeats the alien villain, uh, saves her, brings her back. All right? The last issue is pretty much mostly... Superman and this girl flying through space, going back to Earth, while she asks him a whole bunch of questions. Mm-hmm. She asks him stuff like, um, "Who who would win in a fight between you and Batman?" He <laughs> says, "Batman," because he feels like he really needs it, which is quite funny. And um, she she asks him about Wonder Woman, about the Flash, about like who his favorite Robin is, all this sort of stuff, like just a, a typical inquisitive quid kid yeah um and when when they get back to earth he's like all right uh glad you're safe do you have any other questions before i go um and she's like no i'm i'm pretty good and he's like really and she's like mm, you probably thought i'd want to know why you went and saved me uh why you left everything behind just to save me but i already know the answer to that it's because you're superman that's it just mm. that that's it and then they have a hug and then they go their separate ways yeah and stuff and that's always stuck with me because that's what superman is okay it's just someone who will leave everything behind to save one single child but do you do you not think it would have been more interesting and- if he smashed her head into a building <laughs> <laughs> no i think Zack snyder that's fair it's fair and like i said i don't have those experiences with Superman, which probably makes me the ideal person to enjoy this. Because when I look at it from a filmmaking craft perspective, I go, this is impressive, right? I don't... Zack Snyder is not always for me. I I happen to dislike most of his movies. He's very talented at what he does. He does have a, a fantastic eye for what makes visual spectacle. I think that, yeah, his stories can be sometimes a bit heavy-handed, to say the least... But I think in this, it's serviceable, and that was definitely thanks to guiding hands. I think Chris Nolan is an infinitely better director, even if I don't agree with all of his movies and etc. Um, I just think... Right, I, the destruction of Metropolis. Let's do it. Yeah, let's let's do it. Because right. for me, this is the biggest crime of the movie. Yeah, and that's fair. John Kent, John Kent is pretty bad. Like, that's war crime number two. <laughs> but th- this is just... This is up there with... Breaking the Geneva this, Convention right here. This is unexcusable. Okay. This is just... Everything about this third act is just... Why? 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 I, I said this to I you. I cannot understand the choices and decisions that were made in the writer's room or whatever. Yeah. When they're all like sitting around on a whiteboard <laughs> and they thought, what if we have... <laughs> The greatest superhero of all time. Yeah. The one who truly embodies hope. The paragon of and joy and happiness. The paragon of joy and justice and hope. What if we have him just kill everyone? <laughs> right, but <laughs> it's... Okay. 
can I get... I want to join you in making fun of this to a degree. So can I give you the reasons why I don't think it's excusable, but I think I know the idea that was coming across. I mean, you can you can say what people have said to me in the past, and then I'll say to you why I think that's dumb. But sure, do, go ahead. Do you think that I'm going to say what people have said to you in the I, past? Uh, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> maybe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I just think when it comes down to... Right. We've seen how Superman conducts himself in this, in this specific movie yes. when it comes down to something he can manage and he can handle. Yeah. I.e. a bunch of weak Kryptonians coming onto his yeah. planet being like, oh, fuck, I don't like this. this is, you know when like, your ears pop when you take off in a plane? Yeah. That's what they're getting times 100. And they're like, oh, I'm not a fan of this whatsoever. He is able to beat them up. And in yeah. that sequence, we see him coming to terms with how he can be this figure of good. And we see the army coming to terms with that as well, in terms of, is the, is the guy in blue helping? Like, maybe we should stop yeah. trying to Apache helicopter him to death. <laughs> like, maybe we should let him yeah. do his thing. We see how he saves a lot of army personnel that are just being thrown at walls, right? What? <laughs> that group of soldiers are the only people that he saves. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. In the final part of the movie. No, I know. Apart from no, the, uh, the family, I guess. This is, uh, yeah, I mean, in a roundabout way. <laughs> this is the... Um, I'm talking about the Smallville fight. You know the one I mean? Yeah, I know. Yeah. The one that's outside that IHOP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then inside and the And then IHOP. inside the IHOP. And then there's no God, IHOP. God, I want an IHOP right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. It got destroyed. <laughs> no, I still want IHOP. Oh, okay. Why do I want IHOP? Hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's the other one? There's another thing in this as well. Sears. It's Sears. Is it Sears? Okay. It's Sears, it's IHOP, and I tell you what, there's some great shots of Lois Lane's Nikon camera. <laughs> oh, there is! There is. <laughs> that is what I was thinking of. When you see the lens. Uh, yeah. yeah that's, um, no, right, so you see him saving those people, uh, but, you, but more importantly, the point I, I, I'm more making is it's contained. It's small, it's within one area. No, no, right, but it's on a street. It's on a street. It's more contained than Metropolis, yeah. Yeah. I'll give you that. Right, but, no, but it's on a street. It's fucking... It's a street. It's a street that gets decimated, but yeah. <laughs> sure. Okay. It's on a street. Okay. Uh, also, shout out to the US military for just dropping fucking... <laughs> for just green-lighting bombs and fucking 50-cal guns Fuck straight onto a civilian fucking street. I, yeah, yeah, no, I get it. I get. It. <laughs> uh, no, I like. I but I think when we see how Superman is in his element and when he can handle something, we see him trying. And remember, this is the first thing he's ever in his fucking life had to deal with in terms of. There it is. That's what people say. No, no, no. But uh, that's not this my excuse for first, the Metropolis. This is his first day of Superman. No, no, no. I I, I don't think that's reasonable because he knows he can fly and shit. He knows his own strength. Yeah, he knows. He knows what he's about. He finds it out literally earlier on in the movie. Um, side point it's I miss when superhero movies like maybe it's, it's an origin thing specifically but I miss when they took time and moments to show the big life changing things like when Iron Man learns to fly for the first time big moment in a film which I liked when Superman learns he can fly I thought that was great good stuff um, but yeah I think it's not It's not so much as the first day of Superman, it's more, this is something in his ballpark that he can handle, and he still fucks it up to a degree, right? Because, yeah, it's not great. <laughs> and, and there's a lot of people trying to kill him. 
and he's trying to do a lot of things and uh, even understand what the fuck is happening for a large portion of it. Um, my point about the uh, the ending um, and the destruction of Metropolis is not even plot based, really. I think I can excuse it because I know what Zack Snyder was trying to do in terms of he's a director that thrives off of big concept, high high concept ideas, and this this battle for me the way i saw it symbolized and played out was it isn't i better save small town kansas usa it's these people are literally changing the the nature and atmosphere of planet earth yeah and they're not they're not going down without a fight like i've i've given them a one-two punch and nothing's going nothing's working I would agree with you more on your point if it was like an Omni-Man in Invincible situation where you actively saw Superman going out of his way to needlessly slaughter people, holding people's heads in front of trains and shit like that. Yeah, he's not intentionally killing anyone, but kills a lot of people. But, right, and I think... And also, and almost seems not to be bothered by it at all. I think he's bothered. I think he gets bothered. I don't think he is. I, mean, I feel like the only person who's whose death he's actually bothered about is fucking Zods. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that ending sequence, the the where he kind of falls to his knees in despair. I think that's more about everything he's just been forced to do. Not. I don't think he gives a fuck about. I've just killed the last surviving member of my race, other than me. I don't think he gives a shit about any of that. I don't think he does either. But. I think it's more, there's blood on my hands. I've fucked it. Like, and I've been reduced to someone that had an impossible choice to make, which was sacrifice what I believe in to save someone innocent. And and you know what? Mm. That would have been interesting. Okay. <laughs> that would have been, a, a, no, genuinely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have actually, if they, if they held on to that, that would have actually been a genuinely interesting way to to go on with this movie. And if you end it with a Superman who who realises what he's done and who who has to now deal with the uncalculable death toll and the amount of blood that is dripping from his hands, if you actually have a Superman like that and they actually followed it through, that would have been genuinely interesting. The problem with the problem is the very next scene, it's as if none of that has happened. They're just like at the Daily Planet and they're like, hey, Clark, welcome to the planet. Love this job. Hey, shall we go to the game next week? Yeah, why not? We haven't just been through some serious fucking trauma. Like, I know. I, everything is fine. There's an element of hand waving. I get it. It's it, it's an element of... Also, the city looks great. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> we rebuild this quick. Maybe it's a year later. You don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, you never know. Uh, th- there probably is someone that knows. There's probably some... Bear in mind, there's been three sequels now, or two sequels. It's Someone's probably worked out that timeline. Um, yeah. No, I just think... I, I, I think I would fix this, and I said this to you the other day. It, if I was going to make a conscious choice to this, uh, to, to, to improve this, I would maybe remove the bits where Superman is actively causing the distress and the harm. It would be a lot... Mm. It would be a lot easier to reconcile with this ending if Superman was trying to steer Zod in a way that wasn't... Go up! This is, go this go is up in the thing. air! Just 
go somewhere else. Just mm. you, you, he's left a lot of other Kryptonians there. He's trying to deal. They're with all it. dead by the time he's having the fight with Zod. Yeah, but that's they're all in the Phantom Zone. Zod's the only one. Uh, left. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. So. so just go somewhere else because he is at that point. I was watching it closely. I was like, is it just Zod pushing through, pushing Clark through buildings? Because that you know that's not really on him. I'll forgive him. Yeah. But it's not. It's Clark yeah. just straight up grabbing hold of him and then flying him through a building <laughs> as that building collapses onto another building, yeah. which then crumbles down yeah. as people scream and fall to their deaths. <laughs> so, <laughs> I um, there's there's just no forgiving that for me. That's fine. There's, yeah, you yeah. can say what you want. You can say it's his first day. You can say he made a mistake. That's a mistake Superman shouldn't make. It, it's just not. And I get, mm. you know, it takes time for Superman to be Superman, but why even make a Superman movie then? If if we're going to have this character not be Superman. Yeah, yeah I, I see, I do see where you're and coming if, from. And if, and if you are going to do that, at least stick to it. Mm. At least follow it through. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Don't then, don't then be like, no, I'm hopeful actually. <laughs> 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 I am um, so there was a moment where I did start laughing where it was like um it's it it's not directly after but in my mind it's how I like kind of perceive the events superman goes to a church and is like it's me I'm the dude it's me and the and, and the priest I, is like I'm the problem it's me good very good bit of tale yep thanks <laughs> <laughs> but he's like yeah I'm that guy and she's like um the, the priest is like oh okay Bit weird. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks for letting me know. Uh, he leaves, and it's and the scene is very much so like a do what you got to do situation. You know, this is your choice to make. I'm not going to tell you what <clears> you. It's your responsibility. It's up to you. It's in your hands. The next scene, or very soon after that, is Superman having this kind of realization, this moment of um, time to accept responsibility for this, and then <laughs> and then. Just picks Zod up and throws him through like eight water towers, uh, and it's very—I yeah. don't know—I don't know—maybe it's the framing or how it's shot or whatever, but it's very comical that it's just still frame, and then Superman's like, "I'm gonna fucking kill you!" <laughs> like, <laughs> just fucking absolutely punching the shit out of him, being like, "You trying to kill my mum? I'll fuck yeah. you up!" <laughs> uh, whilst meanwhile, doing more like you know, Zod might have a bruise at the end of the day, but <laughs> probably twenty people died in that instance alone. Um, what what do you think of the next snap? I'm fine with uh, it. A, a, a very highly controversial point of the movie. I think that people picking that as the most controversial part of the movie is odd. Like, I think it's fine. What what's he get, what's he gonna do? He's dead. Right, he's gotta die. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, yeah, he puts him in a in a. In does a, he does he have to die? Zod. Okay, I, my I don't have a problem with Superman killing. Superman will kill when he has to. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. I don't have some moral. Superman doesn't have some moral objectification to it like Batman does. Yeah. That's never been a part of his character. No. Okay. If he needs to kill, he'll kill. Yeah. That's not a problem. All right. And you'll kill half of Metropolis too, apparently. <laughs> but <laughs> it's not a problem. <laughs> but it's just there's something about the brutality of that death. It's it's just so personal, and it's just. But I so... think it is personal for a reason. Why? Right. To me, Zod, in it, you have right, and this is something I I kind of came to terms with as well. And I'm not trying to be like, oh, you haven't realized this because it, it may not even be true. It's just my interpretation of it. Everything yeah. in a Zack Snyder movie 
is a, is symbolic of something. Every character yes. represents a theme. Every choice made is Zack saying something about the film. Um, yeah. And I think that Zod's entire thing in this, I mean, quite literally, is the survival of Krypton. And Krypton's okay. entire thing in this is not worth. Oh, we're not worth saving. And at the end of it, it's it's I think snapping the neck in such a you know visceral and painful and brutal way is Clark's definitive statement that he will he will always like <laughs> trying to think of a way to phrase this doesn't sound wanky, but like he will always prioritize what he believes over his people. You know, it doesn't matter that his chosen Earth is his home. Yeah. And yeah. and anyone I, that comes I, in the way of that is going to yeah. meet the fucking same end kind of thing. I would very much agree with you yeah. if about 10 minutes earlier there wasn't a scene where they were both, where Zod and Superman were both in the spaceship and Zod screamed, if you destroy this ship, Krypton will never be back. Mm. And then Superman says, Krypton had its chance. And blows the ship up. Is that why do you essentially do... making that choice? But Bazod is still the last remaining cesspit of shit. To yeah, come out but of he's yeah, but he's still there's no coming back for Krypton at that point. I understand what you're saying. His he is the last Kryptonian remaining. Yeah, but Clark has already physically made that choice that he's chosen Earth over Krypton. He very he literally says Krypton had its chance. And then destroys it, proving that he's chosen Earth over Krypton. So, but then I think it's then I think it's clean up. Like I just I don't think what you're saying disproves the my interpretation but, but, of the ending. Yeah, all right, fine, it's clean up. But then what? I'm not trying to disprove your interpretation of the ending. No, but I'm like just saying why yeah. it why it doesn't hold true for me and why I personally don't like it. Um, it's it's for me it is it's personal, but it's too personal. It's too much of. It's framed in a way of him having no other choice and him needing to do it to save the family or yeah. whatever. Um, but just the, the brutality of snapping someone's neck, it's just so hands-on and so brutal in a way that Superman should never be. It's like seeing Spider-Man grab a knife and stab someone. <laughs> No, do you know what I mean? No, no, I do, I do, and it's maybe it's, it's, it's just not something that should happen. Yeah, it's not it's not pretty in the movie, and it's not it's yeah, it's not the typical way. Typically, if you're going to see Superman take someone down, it laser vision or a big strong punch, right? Yeah, I get that, but I just think that like how how this should be handled is in a a defiant. It, he's not he's not stopping him killing the family. He is. But it's more of a statement. It's more of the full stop on Krypton. It's more of the the defining statement. This is the end. It's done. I fucked. I finished it. It's over. But that that still that's sure he can make that statement. But the the trouble for me is he's still making that statement in a way that isn't Superman. In a Fair way enough. that isn't becoming to Superman. Yeah. And if this is your ending point of the movie in terms of the action and stuff, yeah. if this is the final thing that Superman is going to do, this is how you're choosing to end the movie, the final act of Superman yeah. in this movie, you really want that to be, that final act, to be everything the character stands against? Really? The character of hope and you know the embodiment of doing the right thing and being kind 
at the end, he snaps someone's neck, snaps someone's neck, and then he's just screaming in anguish. Mm. That's Superman. Not for me. No, that's fair. It's fair. And like I said, I don't really have, I don't really have much of an argument to it in more a sense of, because um, uh, I just I don't. Superman's not a character I'm that familiar with or have much of an emotional connection to, so I can see. And that's fine. I'm not trying to gatekeep Superman. No. And be like, if you know Superman, you shouldn't like this. You can. Like what you like, that's fucking fine. Yeah. Just for me personally, I it it's just too much of a departure, and it's just it's the equivalent. I just can't of, get on board with the choices that are made. Comic wise, I guess it's the equivalent of your least favorite writer has taken a run at something you you hold dear and you don't agree with yeah. it. Yeah. But it is. A, yeah. you, you can't argue. It quite literally is a Superman movie. It just might not be the one for you. Um. Well, no, Nathan, it's, I'd have a good it's on the go tin. <laughs> it's on the tin. <laughs> Technically, it, well, it's not on the tin, though, is it? I mean, no. Is, is, it? Is, it, is Man of Steel, is that not like a thing? Like the Dark Knight, the Man of Steel, is that? An unofficial nickname, I guess. Yeah. Like, is there a movie called Webhead? <laughs> no, but, you know, Man of Steel sounds cooler than Webhead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I do not like this movie. That's fine. I do not like any of its sequels. Where are you at with... No, I don't like the sequels either. Where are you at with Lois Lane? It's just fine, I guess. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know much about her character. To me, Lois Lane is Amy, Amy Adams. That's all I know about Lois Lane. She's... Yeah. She, not, there's nothing egregious about her character. There's nothing amazing about her, really. I think she's written well. In a, She's not a bumbling love interest. There, there is a... No... There's a few, there's some dialogue in this that I'm like, I don't like that. When, yeah. when, isn't he hot? Yeah, accomplished army woman, right? <laughs> Very much so, like, bloody hell, he's hot. Sat right next to this fucking decorated general. She clearly, clearly knows her stuff. Clearly has had a growing, nice career. Just completely melts into this, yeah. this feminine seductress when she's f- confronted with a man a hundred feet a away from her in the art. <laughs> just a giggling schoolgirl. Yeah. Just being like... Sorry, General. He's he's so hot, though. <laughs> Teehee. Give him my number. <laughs> Do you think he'll give me a kiss? Um, she went home and wrote uh, her initials plus <laughs> SM on her book. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was a little bit like, yeah, wow, wow, well done. That's good. Um... Yeah, no, I don't know. I just think she's got a point, though. He is hot. He is hot. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a he's a good looking guy. A lot. Also, I have noticed recently. Um, you know, I've, I've, we may have spoken about it on the podcast before, but you know, bald casting. Yeah, where, yeah, where, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyone who is bald, like, will be will be fan casted as Lex Luthor. <laughs> yeah, something. I love bald yeah. casting. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like. Blonde casting is the new bald casting. Okay, show your work. Anyone, anyone who is blonde or stars in a Netflix original series where they wear a blonde wig will inevitably be fan cast as a Targaryen um, <laughs> <laughs> in House of the Dragon or yeah. whatever. Because I've been seeing a lot of fan art as oh, taken from Cavalier's. The Witcher. Yeah, yeah, in his Gerald outfit, but then he's just got Targaryen armor on him, like, <laughs> and it's just—it's oh, actually just the witch's armor. And they've put the sigil on it. Like. <laughs> they've just put a dragon. Yeah. Away. <laughs> There's just a PNG dragon in the background. <laughs> Remember this Westeros yeah. legend? Um, yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, 
<laughs> no, I just think this is. It's it's an ex- it's an extremely divisive movie. That's the whole reason we've done it is because it is a divisive movie, and I think there's an interesting yes. conversation to be had from it. Um, I don't like it. <laughs> that's fair. I think it's and I never will. I think it's an interesting selection of themes and some good exploration in there uh, of I those disagree. themes, <laughs> and that's I, fine. I I think it has a good opening, and then you can skip the rest. <laughs> Just well, I wonder what happened to Krypton in the end. <laughs> well, it blew up. No, that's if that that's if you never watch that. Oh yeah, you do in the in the not, in not the... really. For all you know, Zod and his men are in the Phantom Zone, so that's them taken care of. No, Zod, Zod's... Oh, well, I mean, well. yeah, that's true, yeah. yeah. They'll come back. Clark presumed... Well, Cal went to another planet, lived a happy life. <laughs> Nothing out of the ordinary D- happened. Died of old age, loved it. <laughs> Had go. a good time. Yeah. Wasn't resurrected by um, Ezra Miller doing a run or something. <laughs> I don't know. Unless we talk about Ezra Miller there. <laughs> that's true. That's very true. Yeah. Um... All right, cool. Uh, Nathan, I don't know if you remember this uh, almost an hour and 10 minutes ago on recording time. Maybe it's less. Who knows? Um, Mm -hmm. But what we normally do at the start of these podcasts, and maybe as a listener, you have skipped towards the end. uh, because You haven't. Sorry? You haven't. I haven't. I've been here. Yeah. (laughs) The nature of this job, Nathan, is unfortunately I don't get to skip to the end. Uh, I do. (laughs) How is it? What happened to Krypton in the end? I don't know. I <laughs> you it. skipped that one as well. Yeah. <laughs> you went to the end of that. Um, yeah. What we do at the start, if you have skipped forward, um, is I ask Nathan a question. Uh, it's sometimes about the thing that we're talking about, sometimes just more of a kind of a general question. Um, and I give him about 40 minutes to an hour, typically the time we record for, to come up with an answer. Uh, and at the start of this podcast, I asked him um, in spirit with how I've changed my mind, uh, my mind on Man of Steel. Uh, I asked Nathan if <laughs> you said my mind then you kind of misspoke and it sounded like Borat. You're like my mind, my mind. <laughs> good. A Borat joke in 2022 is what we all love. Um... It's nice. <laughs> Fucking hell! It's made even more threatening by the fact that you're just twirling a kiwi in your hands as well. I am. You've had a... that's your I'm second kiwi of of the last like hour. It's like my third. Fucking hell. Secret kiwis I don't know about. Love a kiwi. Not going to eat it now, are you? No, no. This is why I'm just waiting. <laughs> oh, you're, waiting. you're like, oh, I know the wrap-up's coming. Time to prepare yeah. my kiwi. Uh, I asked Nathan at the start of this uh, if there was a piece of art that he'd finished, completed, watched the entirety of, experienced the entirety of, and had a concrete opinion on it, which he's then done a 180 turn on. He's then re-reviewed in his mind and gone, nope, I've completely changed how I feel about this thing. I have, um, and we've actually done an episode on it. Oh. Maybe I mentioned it during the episode. Oh, uh, I cannot remember. Well, if we've done an episode on it, you probably did mention it at one point in that episode. Yeah, I probably <laughs> That's did. That's how it works. <laughs> 500 Days of Summer. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when I, when I first saw 500 Days of Summer, I was in a relationship at the time. And you were a big incel. To... <laughs> no, obviously not. <laughs> um, you went, girls I, are the problem. <laughs> this is outrageous. Tom has no, been done went, dirty. Shut here. up! Shut up! I went. I went to see it with my girlfriend, and at the time, I was like, "Oh, boring rom com, chick flick. 
I'll I'll sit here bored while she enjoys a movie. <laughs> and they'll bore and change, like, dragging uh, you out to the theaters. Yeah, I had I had no fun with it at the time. I was probably too young to understand a lot of <laughs> the actual uh, context and subtleties of it. Yeah. Um. Then once we broke up, well, not once, but sometime after we broke up, I watched the movie again for some reason, <laughs> and then all the stuff about like. The, the actual breakup pain, for some reason, that spoke to me. And I was like, oh, no, I actually like this movie. Oh, no. This is actually good. <laughs> I miss her so much. <laughs> I'm going to call her. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, if you, um, I remember um, us having almost that exact conversation. You can uh, go and experience the full version of that. We promise it wasn't a clip. It was just... <laughs> Just does. You do this long enough, you're going to have some similar conversations after a while. Uh, you can go yep. listen to that full episode that we've got out. I think that that was some what like thirty episodes ago or something. Maybe yeah. I lose it's a bit ago. I lose track. It was at my old place. So. Yeah, I've moved twice since then. So. You've moved twice since. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. I moved like I moved like within like three months. That's a, yeah, that's a half move. <laughs> where you where you moved to and then where you moved out from. I think that that doesn't count. It was like a stopping. Yeah, gap, yeah, kind of. yeah, yeah. And you'll never, and you'll never know times. where he moved to. <laughs> but why I kept that cagey? You lived with your, you lived with your dad for a bit. I lived with my dad for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it weren't anything like. <laughs> oh yeah, your neighbor moved into I don't know a fucking underground lake or something. <laughs> yeah. I moved into the back cave for a month. He moved into the um, Superman's weird uh, ship Fortress in the middle of solitude. That's it. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Well, that's what. Well, that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, but it's not really. What does he do there? It's like the same Krypton issue, isn't it? He just goes there to what hang out. It's a fortress of solitude. It's where he goes to be alone. I have a room for that. <laughs> <laughs> just shut the door. He's still a regular he's human. A big, I don't have a fortress of solitude. He's got a big fortress of. He's got a big fortress in the North Pole or whatever, where he can go and be like, "Oh, I'm Superman. I'm sad." <laughs> I must... And then he'll like talk, and then he'll talk to his dad and be like, "Dad, I'm sad," and he'll be like. I am the disembodied oh, head is, of Jor-El. Is Jor-El always there? Well, yeah, he's kind of there. It's not really Jor-El. It's, it's like the same thing. It's a bit shit he didn't upload a fucking consciousness of his mum, innit? He, this, this is something that's been discussed many times. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like, fuck her, I guess. <laughs> she doesn't want to know. I mean, I, I... Don't worry, Lara. I'm just uploading the consciousness of myself <laughs> so our dead, so our son can communicate with me after we've long dead. <laughs> what about me? Nah. Don't worry, you're not needed. You're not needed. <laughs> you're not needed. <laughs> Just me. Yeah, you're the people. See, if you come as well, we have to pay you for the rest of the film too. <laughs> we don't want to yeah. do that. Um, yeah. Um, good time. We'd highly recommend you go check out this movie from what no, uh, no, nine years no. ago, almost ten no. years ago. We wouldn't. What do you think about him coming I back? I recommend you go and watch. If you want to watch some good Superman stuff, watch uh, Lois, uh, Lois and Clark, the CW series. Is it called Lois on. and Clark? Probably not. Lo- Superman and Lois, I think it is. Yeah, I think so because they'd want to get the Superman name in there, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. It's Superman and Lois, I think. Superman and uh, his girlfriend. Some <laughs> <laughs> the hit new CW show. I think there was like a, a comic book that was like. Lois Lane, the girlfriend of Superman. <laughs> that doesn't shock me at all. <laughs> Superman and his baddie. <laughs> Here she is. 
but no, a gen- genuinely good show. Tyler Herklin as uh, Clark and Superman. and He's uh, good. From what I've seen really from him, he's portrayal. great. He is really good. Uh, and it's something that actually understands the character of Superman. Oh, no, come on. Don't blame Henry Cavill <laughs> for anything you don't like. No, I'm not blaming Henry. No. Uh, when I said that, I mean, like, something is in the show, oh, not okay. the actor. Okay. Uh, I I feel, I feel like Henry... I'd love to see a Superman movie with Henry... And this is why I'm excited that he's back and, you know, it's, it seems to be under different leadership now. Because I would really like to see a, a Superman-Henry Cavill movie yeah. that is more true to what Superman should be. Because I think he'd be great at it. He, he'd really do it well if he got to actually embody the character. Well, I think with, um, yeah, with James Gunn, what now, like co-CEO of DC Studios, whatever the fuck that means. Um, Zack Snyder's definitely not coming back to work with Warner Brothers again. Um, Interesting. I've seen a lot of clips of Henry Cavill like explicitly being like, I'm very excited to come back and play a happy Superman. Yeah. Um, So that's, that could be interesting. Yeah. And as bad as it was, um, Joss Whedon's Justice League, like the ending of that movie had a more hopeful and yeah. quite upbeat Superman. Sure, you don't look at his lip, but <laughs> <laughs> the actual characterization of him was 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 quite good towards the end of the movie. Uh, see, so, I didn't like that. Like, it wasn't it wasn't because I liked seeing a happier iteration. It was more. It felt so half baked by Joss Whedon. I really want to eat my kiwi. Okay, that's fine. We'll wrap it up. Uh, next <laughs> week we are going to be doing this. I want to go to Honolulu. Charles, what are you wearing? It's my Hawaiian hula skirt. Um, and I promise we won't it's trick the same you again. Clip as last it's week. the same clip as I'm just going to put it back in. Um, so yeah, we're, we are actually going to be doing that, but it's not the next time we're recording, Nathan, is it? And he couldn't wait for his kiwi. <laughs> he had to just eat it right there and then. I was literally wrapping up and being done. Um, but yeah, it's not the next time we're recording, is it, Nathan? Next time we're recording, I hope you're not going to be eating a kiwi. Oh. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. We'll see you next week. <laughs> see you next week. Have a kiwi on us. Have a kiwi on us and kill your dad. No, no. Why do you, you always make it hard for me to wrap you up. I always have to I'm cut you. I'm not saying that. It's fucking Zack Snyder who's saying that. <laughs> Let a big, strong He's gust of wind sweep Kevin Costner off. Yeah. Rip to Kevin Costner. He loved the wind or whatever. <laughs> he does. Anyway, bye. Bye. <laughs> Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.